To what extent was the Russo-Japanese War the main factor for the outbreak of the 1905 revolution? In this podcast, we'll discuss the different causes of the 1905 revolution in Russia. Indeed, many historians regard the Russo-Japanese War as the main cause for the 1905 revolution. Yes, indeed, the war did bring a catalyst to the revolution, but it can't be seen as the sole factor for the revolution. Indeed, factors such as the long-term discontent towards the Tsarist regime, economic and social distress in uh, Russia, the Russian population, and also political factors can also be taken in account when discussing the reasons for the 1905 revolution. Let's begin by assessing the Russo-Japanese War. Despite the Russian setback of the Crimean War, Imperial Russia carried its status as a major world power throughout the 19th century and kept looking for opportunities to expand its influence. And um, the decaying Chinese empire offered opportunities for expansion and for obtaining more coastline and um, an ice-free port as well, which is something Russia didn't have. Yes, and one of the aims behind building the Trans-Siberian Railway was to give Russian soldiers access to northern China and aid this Russian penetration. But also in more need of land and resources, Japan had the the same idea as Russia and also attacked China. But despite the demonstration of Japanese ambition and force, Russia also continued to seek the ports themselves which therefore sparked this conflict. Yeah, um, the subsequent Russo-Japanese War proved catastrophic for the Sarah's autocracy because despite this notion that a victorious war would put a stop to internal political opposition and win back loyalty and glory, there was a very long drawn-out defeat which provoked an internal crisis in Russia. Yes, the war had wasted precious resources and proved to be a gross national humiliation. Even more significantly, it stimulated a series of political disturbances within Russia, strengthening the opposition of uh, to the Tsar and weakening his autocracy. Yeah, the economic disruption caused by the war drove up prices and forced factory closures and rocked the very foundations of Sardom. Even the the minister of the interior, he was assassinated by an SR bomb, by a social revolutionary bomb, and his death was commemorated amongst the crowds in the Russian streets. So there was this feeling that the Tsar no longer represented the interests of the Russian people because a lot of men had died in the Russo-Japanese war and there was a huge financial strain in Russia, which was provoking an economic crisis. And... People were already dissatisfied with the Tsarist regime, with the um, Rovanov dynasty, which had pervaded in Russia for centuries now. Yes, indeed, the the outcome of the Russo-Japanese war in bringing this economic distress to the population was significant for the revolution itself. But when considering the outcome of increasing opposition to the Tsar, um, the long-term cause... Uh, of the Tsarist regime 
um, can be seen as a more important factor for the revolution and the Russo-Japanese War being only a, a catalyst for it to occur. But yeah, there was already there. The war only um, joined this opposition and made it made it more uh, like concrete in a sense. Yes. Because I think as well, there are very um, there are a lot of historians that claim that the Tsarist autocracy would end at some point, even though it did not end at the end of the 1905 revolution. It was already um, a system which wasn't working in Russia and which provoked opposition despite any war. So we have to indeed analyze the Tsarist regime itself as another factor that led to the 1905 revolution. Yes, Nicholas II ascended to the throne in 1894, unwilling and unable to rule, right? Yes, his he was. Repressive, his repressive government, which was typical of the Romanov dynasty, made extensive use of the Okhrana, the secret police, and the Cossacks were used to deal with any riot. Yeah, no moves were made towards a constitutional government and people were denied basic freedom, such as free press and freedom to form political parties. And also no concessions were made to nationalities and protests were repressed. So he was maintaining a very traditional system of autocracy, which no longer aligned with what the Russian people were looking for. And as well, he was seen as very weak and indecisive. There are certain people that claim, even I think Sergei Witt commented on this, um, his minister of finance in the future commented that he did not make any of his own decisions at any point. So um, there was no strong foundation for his government. And this was a very significant factor indeed when thinking of the 1905 revolution. Yes, in combination to this the population was already growing in distress due to the economic and social factors. There were a series of poor harvests between 1871 and 1901, where unemployment grew and industrial unrest also increased. Attacks on the landlord's properties were occurring in the rural areas, and they were also led by Russian soldiers who had returned to the villages. Yeah, there was... A lot of um, peasants' illiteracy. Oh, no, actually, there was a lot of peasant literacy, which also meant that these revolutionary propagandas found more support in rural communities. And to control the countryside, the Sark relied on the Zemstvo, which um, ended up taking the side of the peasants and not the state. So there was no foundation. There was no support for the Tsar. There, there was no um, group in society he could rely on. Yes, and this was further uh, further intensified by the 1902 industrial slump in Russia. And Witt's industrial policy was already of keeping wages low in order to increase investments in new industries. But this ended up making the situation even worse for urban workers and peasants. And yeah. although the strikes were strictly illegal in Russia, there were around 90,000 stoppages in 1904. And the Marxists played a part in stirring this trouble, right? Together with the propaganda, which was spreading to the to the rural areas, um, Lenin helped uh, organize these strikes amidst the textile industries. 
Yeah, and in order to channel this working class discontent, the head of the Krona helped organize several um, official unions designed to control these workers and prevent the interference of radical socialists, which obviously made the opposition groups even more intolerant and more, more against the Tsarist regime. Um, and it was through these sort of organizations, such as in 1904, when Father Gappen organized the assembly of St. Peter Petersburg factory workers, which soon became central to the crisis. This was what fueled the, the revolution in 1905. Yes, this growing opposition also found uh, representatives within the political system uh, in Russia. And these, con th these political factors also contributed to the rise of the revolution, right? The intelligentsia and the members of the Zemsva continued to press for moderate liberal, liberal reforms, including a Duma. Uh, the most extreme thinkers, uh, they formed the Union of Liberation, which demanded that autocracy be changed for a constitutional monarchy with a legislative assembly. Yeah, the, the Zemso as well, they they were attempting to form an alliance with Assar, to, to collaborate with Assar and even presented a document to him. But he did not accept it and claim he would never agree to a representative form of government because he was chosen by God and as the Tsar he had the divine rule. So we see again that the Tsar did not was not willing to to collaborate with these other groups and therefore he was not very tactical as well in preventing revolution from happening in 1905. Yes, on the other hand, uh, the peasants and the workers, they found support within uh, the social revolutionaries and the social democrats, right? Uh, the SRs appealed to the peasants' desire for more land, and the SDs attracted the workers. Uh, with so, the SR continued uh, helping by assassinating several prominent officers, such as even the Tsar's uncle. And the SDs encouraged strikes and continued to argue that the answer to Russia's problem lay in Marxist revolution. So the outcome, the, the greatest uh, sentiment within uh, opposition was that the answer to Russia's problems no longer relied on the Tsar and he would never be willing to uh, adapt to Russia's uh, modernization and he would keep autocracy as his overarching aim and uh, the peasants and the workers weren't unable to ever uh, escape these economic and social conditions under the Tsarist regime. Right. And that's when uh, the answer to these problems became uh, Marxist revolution and uh, the, the desire for the 1905 revolution became to began to consolidate itself. But yeah. it wasn't until the bloody Sunday. Right. The spark of the revolution that this became clear to to Russia's population. We get to 1904 and Russia is in a state of disarray. There's no longer, as you said, that um, idea that the Tsar has the divine right to rule. There is a war which has dismantled um, Russian nationalism completely. In addition to these political uh, and social problems, which sparked this revolutionary sentiment even more within the Russian population. So 
the political violence was becoming steadily worse and economic downturn and harvest failure had brought unemployment, high food prices and disrupted electricity supplies were a problem in the city. And then Father Gappen, which I have already mentioned, decided to defy a ban on demonstrations and organized a march to the Winter Palace in order to present a petition to the star. I think it's very uh important to look at Bloody Sunday as an embodiment of the change of mindset in the Russian population. As I had just said before, um, the, the political, economic, and social unrest uh, showed the Russian population that the answer would never come through the Tsarist regime. He was unable to act. Still, the Bloody Sunday being a peaceful demonstration, right? Uh, they carried icons, portraits of the, the of the Tsar, and they sang patriotic hymns uh, close to the Winter Palace. They wanted his help, right? They were, they were presenting a petition to him, yet they were received uh, by violence. The Cossacks, they fired on the masses. They killed 130 um, of the protesters and over 450 were wounded. Uh, so this was the response of the Tsar to these, pe these peaceful demonstrations. It showed the Russian population that he would never be the one to, to listen to their claims, to, to help them modernize, to, to appease uh, their needs, right? Yes, um, I would say that even though um, the Tsar was not overthrown in the 1905 revolution, I would say it was a clear demonstration of the problem in Russia. There was perhaps a will within the, the population to collaborate, to bring forward these political and social changes without necessarily taking the Tsar away from power, even though the autocracy and the system at hand was outdated. However, the fact that they were met with this violence proved that the struggle for revolution was necessary and that none of what was happening in Russia at the time would be a, a policy, a, a sort of nation that would work like that for a long time. And I think that's why the 1905 revolution is important, even though some people disregard it, because it is perhaps a factor that led to the end of autocracy in 1917. Yes, Trotsky regards the 1905 revolution as a dress rehearsal. And I think it's very interesting to look at it in this way as well, uh, seeing that uh, it wasn't the, the Russian population still didn't have a unified opposition and a consolidated goal uh, that was strong enough to uh, end the Tsarist regime, yet it is uh, a, an embodiment of their first attempt to do so, right? And after it happened, Russia could never go back. The people would never uh, look at the Tsarist regime in the same way.